This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. The focus of the paleo diet is not on ratios, but on eating the foods we evolved to eat. The ratio is a byproduct. Valeria Tejas interviews Trevor Connor, the owner of Paleo Diet, CEO of Fast Talk Laboratories, writer and podcaster. Trevor Connor is the CEO of the Paleo Diet LLC. He was Dr. Lauren Cordain's final graduate student at Colorado State University where his research focused on the effects of a paleo-style diet on autoimmune conditions. Working with Dr. Cordain, his pilot study included close to 60 volunteers with diverse conditions, ranging from Crohn's disease to multiple sclerosis to Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Trevor comes from a varied background. After graduating from Cornell University in 1995, he started his career in website development, He soon followed his passion and became a semi-professional cyclist, training at the Canadian National Center in British Columbia, where he became a coach and team manager. He later managed the team Rio Grande Cycling Team, the top-ranked amateur team in America, whose alumni include top five Tour de France finisher Tajay Van Garderen and Giro d'Italia stage winner Chad Haga. Initially, Trevor studied exercise physiology and nutrition to support his own training and to improve his coaching. At 38, he decided it was time to hang up the bike. He moved to Colorado to get his master's degree in bioenergenetics and nutrition. Trevor had studied traditional sports nutrition for over a decade, and when he took Dr. Cordain's class in 2009, he was highly skeptical of the paleo diet concept. But after experimenting with the diet, Trevor was able to return to the professional cycling ranks at 40, finishing in the top five in several races and establishing himself as the top-ranked 40-plus rider in the country for several years running. In addition to his role as CEO, Trevor writes the Coach's Corner section for the international cycling magazine Velo News and co-hosts the popular endurance sports science podcast Fast Talk. Trevor is also CEO of Fast Talk Laboratories, LLC, a business dedicated to the science of endurance sports. Meet Trevor at thepaleodiet.com. Here is the interview with Trevor Connor. In your own words, who is Trevor Connor? Oh boy, that's a... Uh, that's a big question. I honestly don't know. I, I am very much somebody who uh, I define myself by what I do and by my actions. So you know, 
right now we, we have this paleo diet business. Uh, I also have an endurance sports business. Uh, I'm an athlete. So really those are the things that, uh, that I feel define me. So my second official question is about health. How do you define health in a human body? What is to be healthy to you? I think it is a mix of things. I mean, obviously, with the science background, I get very focused on more of a, a medical definition, but I, I think health is much more than that. I, I think it's a balance. So I talk with athletes all the time that uh, I coach where they train very hard. They're they're very smart They or with their training. They do very well, but they don't keep it in balance with their life. And so... I would not necessarily say they are healthy people, even though they, they physically look healthy and are, are quite fit. So I think health is a mix of things. It's physical health, it's mental health, it's balance. I think you have to have all those things. What is balance when it comes to that uh, way of living? Would you say it's a destination, place we get to, or it is always this movement toward something that's known, something that keeps us peaceful and happy? To me, so again, I'm going to give you a very athletic yeah. uh, perspective. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So to, to give you some of my history, I was, uh, uh, I competed in the pro ranks in cycling and I could see where you can get out of balance with that. And to a degree, to hit a very high level, you had to be out of balance. Mm, right. uh, so for me, balance is taking all the different sides of your life and giving them importance. It's you're out of balance when you are so focused on one thing, you can't mm. see the other sides of it. Oh, wow. I don't know if that gives you uh, mm. what you're looking for. It gives you the definition you're looking for. But, uh, you know, I, I have certainly in the athletic world and certainly, you know, in that highly competitive world, seen people just absolutely 100% focused on one thing. And, and I think you'd lose balance when you do that. My other warm-up question is about the purpose of the human experience. What do you think that is? <laughs> You're not hitting me with the, the simple <laughs> questions, are you? I, not yet. I, again, I honestly don't know. I, I think there is a whole lot that, that we do not know that we don't have an answer for. And, and I'm not going to try to have the conceit to say I've, I've got it figured out. I don't. You know, me personally, the only thing I'm trying to do is uh, I want to get to the the end of my life and look back and be able to say uh, I hopefully left a, led a good life. Whether I hit the purpose, whether whatever happens after we die, once I, I move on, uh, hopefully somebody over there will say, yeah, you, you did a good job and not, no, you messed that up. But I don't know what that is. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll cross my fingers and hope I got it right. Was there a time in your life where you thought you knew? what the purpose of life or your life was specifically? No, I don't think there ever was. You know, I have my, my goals. My personal goal has always been I want to make a contribution, whether it's, it's big or small. I, I want to leave the world or society or, or my particular community in a better place. That's, uh, for me personally, uh, my goal. But again, whether that's, that is the purpose or not, uh, I, can, I, I have no idea. You mentioned good life. What does it look like to live a good life? How would I define this? For me, uh, defining a good life, I hate to go down a stereotypical role, uh, analogy, but I'm going to use an analogy because, again, you know, I, I have an athletic background. And I have this discussion with athletes frequently 
that when you line up on the start line, you have no idea how that event's going to go. You So I'm a bike racer, so I have no idea how that race is going to go. I might be there to win it. I might be there just to have some fun, but you don't know what's going to happen. You could crash. You could have the best race of your life. Uh, you could do something absolutely amazing that amounts to nothing. Mm. So what I learned as a, as a racer is the result sheet really doesn't tell very much. I don't use the results sheet as a metric of whether it was a good race or not. It's more I go into a race and say, I want to do something, uh, whether it's to break away, whether it's to go for the sprint, whether it's to help out a teammate. I don't want to just sit in and avoid taking risks. I, I want to go on the race, have some fun, push my limits, try something. It might work. It might fail. That's actually not all that important as long as I feel I did something. And the, and the measure of the race is to look back and say, that was an exciting race where something really fun happened, where I pushed my limits. That to me is the measure of a good race. So I would look at life the same way. I don't want to avoid it. I don't want to play it safe. I, I want to do something fun. I want to do something exciting. I, I want to help. I want to make a contribution. And I don't know what the, the scorecard is going to be at the end of it. But as long as I'm, I'm doing something along the way. Wow. Does that make sense? Another wisdom that I got from you now, it's, I mean, incredibly profound and beautiful, is that being comfortable with the unknown, just living the moment, being here, planning if we have to, preparing, but being present enough to take whatever life brings. Yeah, that's very profound. So my last warm-up question to you is freedom. What is freedom to you? What is to be free? Not sure I have uh, anything too profound to say there. Uh, not sure I have at all but uh, in any of these answers. But um, uh, freedom to me is choice, uh, having the uh, ability to make your own choices. Everything you say, the way you say it, since the very beginning, who are you? Um, not, I don't know. That sounds also very spiritual to me. So do you have any spiritual practice Have you ever been engaged in any kind of religious practices or spirituality itself? You know, I, I honestly haven't had too much. You know, going back when you're asking me with the, the, the meaning of life, like I said, I, I gave that a thought a long time ago and said, I know there's an answer out there. It's way beyond my comprehension. So I'm, I'm not going to try too much. So really, my, my answer on the spiritual side is I know there are answers. I know there's something out there. I don't know it. It's, it's beyond my understanding. So again, I'm going to try to, uh, going back to the analogy, I'm just going to try to race the race and uh, hope, hope whoever's at the finish line says, good job. <laughs> yeah. Ending life and having the conclusion that life was good. Life was meaningful. I did what I could. That sounds great to me, if we all can do that. I do have another question for you about success and power. How to define success these days? What is to be successful to you? I think that's, for everybody, a highly personal thing. I, I do feel strongly that uh, it's a bit of a cop-out to just say, well, success is money. I've met some very wealthy people who are not happy and would not call themselves successes in life. I'm very goal-oriented, so uh, I tried to sit down and say, what are, what are the goals I have in life? And to me... 
success is uh, accomplishing those goals. And that comes with a, a huge amount of conceit because as every, everybody eventually learns, uh, setting goals in life are by nature incredibly ambitious and to accomplish them is extraordinarily hard. So. How did you get to the, uh, the sport world? How, what inspired you to become a cyclist? Uh, I'll try to give you the, the very short version <laughs> yeah. of the story. You yeah. know, I always enjoyed cycling. Uh, so a little bit, if you're asking who I am, a, l a little bit of my story is I started out actually as a web developer. And in my mid to late 20s or mid 20s, I was right around 25, 26, I had a Friday night. So I, I had, had been doing quite well in my web company. I was in charge of the, the websites for... Uh, uh, several large companies, First USA Banks, uh, Citibank, uh, and I was given the Philip Morris account. And I'm embarrassed to say I didn't bat an eyelash when they handed me the account. <laughs> and I had a Friday night. I was sitting at the photocopier at nine o'clock at night. And it didn't bother me all that much that I was working that late on a Friday. It was more this realization of I'm working this late to help a company that sells cigarettes to kids and just had a, a big impact on me. And I won't tell you the, it's a long story, but uh, the short version of the story is I, I came to this realization that just being good at something wasn't enough. What I was doing and the impact it had was far more important to me. So mm. that I, I ended up leaving there and then said, well, what's next? Where can I make an impact? And didn't actually have an answer. So I, I went, well, something that's exciting, that, that inspires people is, is sports. So I, I jumped to there until I found uh, what, what was a better answer for me. I love your wisdom. You have so much wisdom. I'm not sure if you know that, but that is, yeah, it's beautiful. Well, I appreciate that. I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I have that much wisdom, but I appreciate your saying that. Thank you for being you. Thank you. So you are the owner of the Paleo Diet and CEO of Fast Talk Laboratories. Talk to me about these two companies. So this was, you know, saying what I've been seeking, this was my ultimate answer. And, and it took me a long time to get there. But, you know, as I said, I wanted to do something where I felt I was making a contribution and, and helping people. And it's selfish, but I get that with, with both companies, with the paleo diet, uh, being able to help people with diet, with health. Uh, and, and again, going back to, I, I think that's more than just physical health. But I think when people have physical health, that also helps mental health. So I really enjoy that aspect of, of the paleo diet. Uh, and, and likewise, the I love the helping people with sports and we don't focus on the top endurance, you know, the, the Tour de France athletes. We focus on people who are, are doing this for fun, for inspiration. And to me, that's also part of health, having something that you can do on the weekend that inspires you, that motivates you, that makes you feel really good about who you are. Uh, I really enjoy that. And I love talking with all these athletes, you know, who are in their mid 40s, never going to touch a pro race, <laughs> but they did their first race and they're so incredibly excited about it or their first grand fondo. I mean, that's what really excites me. Your work, it really sounds to me like a meaningful one. And I love that you're coming from that understanding of helping, inspiring others. That's a beautiful intention to have, too. 
paleo diet, I heard about it, and I think I did that, experimented years back. So talk to me about what is a paleo diet and the history too. I'd love to know the history of it. Well, so for, starting with the history, Dr. Lauren Cordain was the inventor of the diet, though he worked with several other well-respected researchers, such as Dr. Boyd Eaton. They were pure scientists. Dr. Cordain was a, a professor at CSU University, so Colorado State University. He was an athlete and just said, I want to figure out what's the optimal diet to help my, my sport, and spent years just reading all the research on, on diet. And after reading huge, huge amounts of research, he basically just said, this is, this is what it points at. And that's what was very appealing to me. He, I've seen a lot of people come into the nutrition world with a bias, and then they look to prove their bias in the research. He, he had none. He just said, what does the science say? Uh, and, and has always been that sort of person, and he's changed his opinion when science comes out that uh, that, that contradicts what we we've said in the past. We we never shy away from that. So, for me, the paleo diet is just simply a, a body of science. How we define it to people, it is eating the way our bodies were designed to eat, and that is actually quite simple. It's. Uh, Vegetables, fruits, lean meats, fish, eggs, and nuts and seeds, seeds sparingly. It's, it's nothing dramatic or unusual. I mean, quite frequently I tell people that and they go, well, that's what I was taught in kindergarten. You go, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that I really follow, I try to, it's uh, being intuitive, listening to the body and just introducing these foods and new, I usually eat the same things all the time. Is that actually a good thing to eat the same foods that have been working for each one of us? I think it's really important to identify foods that don't work for you. All of us have foods that we don't react well to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of, yeah, you, you want to have your go-to foods, but it's also very important to have a lot of variety. So to give you an example, we've been talking with a, a researcher, Dr. London, who's studying one of the last remaining true hunter-gatherer societies in the world, which is down in uh, the Amazon in, in South America. And he pointed out uh, at one point to me, Typical North American eats about seven to eight different fruit varieties. This hunter-gatherer society had over 90 different fruits that they ate. And they, they would cycle through. So obviously in the Amazon, uh, it's, it's warm all year round. Yeah. So there's always going to be fruits available. And they tended to eat fruits seasonally. There were just certain times of year, even though you could eat the fruit all year round, there were certain times of year when the fruit just for them tasted right and they would eat those particular fruits, but they, they would cycle through the season. Oh, wow. Yeah, that sounds really intuitive to me, this idea of flowing with nature. That resonates true, the seasonal eating. But then when it comes to, like in my case, I try to make it really simple and eat the same things that have been working. So I eliminated a lot of food that I don't do well. So I'm wondering, am I missing something? Because I do feel good. But then when you talk about variety, then I feel like I'm missing something. And then I should explore more. So here I'm going to go back to being the athlete. Yeah. There's <laughs> always ways that, that you can do things better. And it's just a, a, a question of, of how much focus do you want to give it and, mm-hmm. and how important. Right. You know, if you're feeling good and feel healthy, 
certainly I'd never push anybody to be obsessive, but there is the possibility that uh, seasonally changing up uh, some of your fruits and vegetables might make you feel that much better. I don't know. There's a possibility. My other question for you, it's about the difference between the paleo diet and the other diets out there, Mediterranean diets and so many others that we cannot Mm -hmm. even get started with. What is the main difference? It depends on the diet. There are, and look, I will tell you, the paleo diet frequently gets accused of being a fad diet. Yeah, yeah. Um, Unfortunately, there is a paleo diet, a version of the paleo diet that's gotten quite popular, which is a fad version. And and we're really trying to get the message out there that that is not not a healthy diet and it's not representative of the paleo diet and, and, and get it back to the science. You know, some diets are more fad-like, some are very based on science. The Mediterranean diet has a lot of science behind it. And I think it has a lot of really good notions behind it. We don't back everything that it says, uh, but there's a lot of research on it that, that from as a scientist, I'd say that's really good science. The biggest difference between the paleo diet and other diets is right now there's a very large focus on macronutrient ratios. So should a diet be high carbohydrate, low carbohydrate? Should it be high fat, low fat? Should it be high protein or low protein? And I think we're getting off track thinking that way. I, I can build a high carbohydrate diet for you that's pretty healthy, that's based mostly on fruits and vegetables. I can build a high carbohydrate diet for you that's built on Skittles and it has the same ratio. So you can't say a high carbohydrate diet or a low carbohydrate diet is, is necessarily healthy or unhealthy. The other extreme, there's a lot of people who are very big proponents of the keto diet, but you see them avoid any fruits and vegetables and eat sticks of butter every day, which is just not healthy. So the paleo diet, we're much more focused on the macronutrient ratio doesn't matter. It's you should eat the foods that are healthy for you and avoid the foods that are unhealthy. I focus on, for some reason, uh, wild salmon when it mm-hmm. comes to animal foods. I know you just mentioned variety and all that. So I'm wondering if I should try different kinds of animal meats. I I do think variety is good. And with fish, with with land animals, you should always focus on organic, grass-fed, avoid feedlot. There is research that too much red meat does have issues. and, And I really want to continue diving into that research. So I still tell people, eat red meat sparingly. Um, I personally tend to focus more on some pork, um, white meats, so chicken and turkey, and, and a lot of fish. I think fish is very healthy. So with that in mind, how often do you eat red meat? How often would be the healthy often? What is healthy? Uh, yeah. Honestly, as I said, uh, I, I'm really trying to dive into the research on that, and I don't have it at a point. You know, the, there's, uh, for example, a, a chemical that they've identified in red meat called NEU5GC. So there's a technical term for you, which might actually cause some issues with us. And they're still trying to figure this out. So I don't have a set answer for red meat. I personally, once every week, once every two weeks, maybe. For you, what would be a great example of a paleo diet or paleo meal planning for a day? Uh, it's remarkably simple. For example, a breakfast might be eggs and some fruit. For a snack, a piece of fruit. For lunch, uh, I always have a salad. And it's so the one I have made today is kale with a mix of broccoli, carrots, cauliflower in it, some 
um, avocado and some chicken, then uh, and then a, an olive oil dressing. Uh, then again for a snack, uh, might again have a piece of fruit. A uh, great dinner that I love to have is just uh, salmon and uh, some mixed vegetables. Paleo diet is actually remarkably simple. It's really trying to eat things in in pretty basic form. So a lot of just eating vegetables and fruits uh, straight. Uh, when I cook vegetables, I, I keep it pretty simple. I'll, I might saute them in some olive oil. You, you might use a little bit of spice, but you, you don't want to get overly complex. I love oats, though, and white rice, sometimes pasta. Oh, boy, we love pasta around here. <laughs> <laughs> so that is actually not that great, huh, for the health. Have you found that to be true? Yeah. So, I mean, my actual thesis was about the impacts of wheat on autoimmune disease. So I read a ton of research about the impact that wheat has on our health. I can tell you when I did my undergraduate in nutrition um, much further back, a long time ago, uh, I was one of those people going, well, there's no research on wheat uh, being bad for you. Why is everybody going gluten-free? This is ridiculous. Uh, now, when somebody says that to me, I go, well, I cited about 400 studies in my my uh, thesis that says otherwise. There's a lot of indicators that, that eating wheat uh, in particular is not good for you. Uh, oats and rice, if there was one grain I was going to, I would tell people to eat, it's rice. Uh, a lot of your grains have anti-nutrients that can really hurt our health, uh, such as lectins and saponins. Rice is one of the few grains that doesn't really seem to have them. Oh, wow. So rice, not oats. Now, the issue with rice is it's very low nutrient density, so it doesn't have a, a ton of value. True. And when it's cooked, it has a high glycemic load. So it has an impact on your insulin and can have other uh, negative effects on your health. But if you eat it sparingly, it's, it's fine. So we're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. Would you like to add anything? No, uh, quite happy to answer just whatever questions you have. I mean, this is a, a huge subject, so it's something, and I love it, so I could talk for days about it. But uh, nothing in the last couple of minutes, so please, whatever questions you have. So the ending questions, I'll ask you this one. What was the hardest lesson to learn about yourself and life as of today? <laughs> oh, <boy>. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're looking for me to be very honest. That would be helpful. <laughs> quite honestly, no, for me personally, and, and this, this is embarrassing to admit to, but uh, th there is a, a trend in my family where we can all get angry very easy and get very stubborn. Yeah. And having to recognize that that's a trait in me and particularly my stubbornness and uh, having to uh, basically learn to ignore those feelings uh, was definitely my, my biggest challenge in life and the hardest thing to face because you know, having to to face these things about yourself. And um, yeah, you're saying ignore. That's an interesting, I know a lot of us can relate to, I can relate to it. Yeah, for me, it was helpful not to ignore it all. The opposite was true, is just to accept it, embrace all parts of me the same way, the good and the bad. Yeah, no judgment, just with love. I, I always go back to that idea of love. So, but thank you for being authentic. That's a great approach to it. <laughs> yeah, acceptance has been a, a life changer. 
And let me see, I do have two more questions for you. If you knew you would die soon, meaning leaving the body, would you make any change in your life or do anything in a different way? Well, going back to what what I feel life is is about, of just trying to, to do the most that I can and, and make some sort of contribution. Um, I feel I'm on that path right now, so I would just continue to, to try to do the most I can before it's done. Um, so I'm not sure if, if, it was a, if it was a wiser person and, and knew exactly what I was supposed to accomplish in life, I would be making sure I accomplished that. But without that wisdom, probably just continue as, as I'm going as best I can. My last question is, what are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? Uh, well, this is where I'd give you the... <laughs> Uh, the coy answer of where I'm in, what I'm looking at, but uh, <laughs> what yeah. am I certain about? Yeah. Three things. Yeah. I would say the, the people in my life, you know, location is a big thing for me. So where I am, and I'm not sure about the, the third. Again, this is not a place I have a, a ton of wisdom to offer, but uh, this is never a certainty for me, but just the, the trying to always make sure I'm moving forward and not backward. Thank you so much, Trevor, for your authenticity. I love, absolutely love how present you are in your life and just living your own life your own way. That is beautiful. And that is uh, the ultimate wisdom to me. So thank you so much for being you. I appreciate that. And thank you so much for having me on the show. This was uh, very enjoyable. And it was a real pleasure to meet you. Where can we find more information about you, your work, products, services, and future projects? Well, I would say the starting place would be our website. So the, the Paleo Diet is easy. It's just thepaleodiet.com. Um, and if you want to see what we're doing more on the sports side, that's uh, fasttalklabs.com. Wonderful. I'll have those links on your podcast profile. Thank you so much again, and we'll talk soon. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Bye for now, Trevor. Take care. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Trevor Connor and his work, please visit thepaleodiet.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.